0: That was the fox. Uh, that one. was the I won. Yeah. Welcome to Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom Medlin, W5KUB, and this show is all about ham radio. Uh, we welcome you tonight if you're listening out here on International Shortwave on WBCQ on 7490, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w 5 kubcom and let us know where you're where you are and uh, how you're hearing the station tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about a, just a couple different. Uh, I think really neat topics tonight about uh, ham radio and what we're doing in ham radio, so uh, stick around. Uh, if you have internet access wherever you are and you're not familiar w- with the show, uh, you can join our show live on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time on uh, youtube.com slash W5KUB. So tonight we've got uh, a special guest. Let's uh, see, is our guest here. Hey, hey. Yeah, come on in, come on in, and um, you want to join us? All right, uh, come on in and uh, pull you up a chair over here. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome. Uh, How are you doing tonight? Doing great, man. Thanks for inviting me uh, to the show. I really enjoy this. i got an idea. I've got a project I'm working on. Uh, Why don't you host the show tonight? Would you like to do that? Hey, man, I'd, I'd love to do it. Thank you. Well great. All right. Thanks so much. I'll uh, I'll leave it with you. All right. So that was my other brother Tom <laughs> right now. I don't know how it went over. You guys didn't. Hear, I had the audio. I, I don't think you guys heard the audio coming back uh, on the remotes. Yeah, but uh, in
1: Aon Star Trek, yeah, the red uniforms are the engineers and the oh. people that are expendable. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought we'd try something different. I like we haven't used our smoke and mirror uh, equipment lately, and I thought we'd just try to do that. But. Uh, uh, I threw it together at the last minute. It could have been put together a lot better. Uh, I was having trouble looking at each other, you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, hey, everybody out there, uh, if you're on uh, shortwave on WBCQ listening, uh, send us an email, tom at w5kub.com. Uh, also, uh, hey, we need everybody out there right now. Please hit the subscribe button. It helps us on our video uh, rainy, uh, ranking, rankings, if I can get that right. So hit the subscribe button, please. We'd love to have you hit uh, subscribe there. And uh, let's see. Oh, what do we got here? Okay, we got another person coming in. We got Mark coming in with us. Let me add Mark. Uh, that didn't look right. All right. Well, let's see if Mark came. There we go. Okay. All right. And hey, uh, hey, the 40-meter net tonight, the band was just terrible. We had three or four check-ins tonight. Uh, the band wasn't great. Uh, not many contacts. But uh, we have a 40-meter net every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. I'm still looking for any volunteers out there. We've got 12,000 people in our Facebook group. Uh, that reminds me. Join our Ham Radio Facebook group. It's called Amateur Radio Roundtable. That's an awful lot to type in. So just type in W5KUB uh, in a search on um Facebook and you'll it'll, it'll bring the, the our Facebook group up. We've got 12,000 hams in that group. We'd love to have you. Uh, hey, I put a note out there to 12,000 hams asking if anybody out there has anything they'd like to come on and show and show us that they built or maybe they got their DXCC or just having fun. Maybe they got a rock and roll band or something, you know, and uh, they could come on here and play us a tune. But you know what? I got zero responses zero responses out of 12,000 so we're looking for additional segments you guys please contact us I'm also looking for somebody that can do a net they can call some nets for us on Tuesday night Uh, I've been calling a 40 meter net so uh, I'd love for somebody to take that over or call a net on 20 meters or even call a DMR net we have our own uh, talk group Uh, so let's see tonight uh, we've got uh, several things going let me just first make an announcement real quick here uh, about the hamvention thing going on uh, this weekend, I think. Um, so let me uh, pull it up here. If I can. And all I got to do is figure out how to work my phone. Uh, maybe that one. Okay. All right. So here, this is from Bill simmons WZ1L, <clears> him <throat> to make sure we mention this. Uh, Hamvention activities, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They have Contest University. It's free on Thursday, uh, Thursday uh, the 20th, from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And then Hamvention has webinars Friday uh, the 21st from 11 to about 4. They're uh, raffling off a radio uh, or, or radios to participants in the chat room. So join the chat room. You might win a radio. And on Saturday, the 22nd, there's an HF event for uh, W8BI QSO party on all bands, uh, 8 o'clock uh, in the morning until 8 p.m. that night. So uh, go to hamventure.org uh, for more information on that. Also, Bill is a member of the IOOK, that's the International Order of the Crazies. Uh, he said the neighbors uh, in Hera Flee will be holding their gathering of the faithful on Friday. The 21st is 6.30 uh, p.m. Eastern. Um, there's Zoom information. I don't think I can share it too easily here. Uh, but uh, if you're interested, I'm sure you can go to the IWK website and probably get that information. Uh, or send Bill WZ1L an email. He could probably give you more information there. Let's uh, let's go around the room and see who's in here tonight. Looks like we got a a few people in here with us tonight. Uh, Looks like Katie's up first. How you doing, Katie?
2: Hi, Tom. Hi, everybody. Nice to see you all in here. And a special hello to Ricardo and Daisy, who are home tonight. And Daisy had a birthday yesterday down in Orlando, so just nice to say hi to you guys. We got to spend some time together recently to watch the spacex launch together which was super awesome the most coolest thing we've ever done <laughs> and, uh, so things are looking nice and green around here in wyoming um, seems like spring is finally sprung and we've got a new beehive we just got started this weekend so we're very excited and happy to be beekeepers once again and um so, yeah, we'll go, keep going around the room, and we'll come back later, I guess.
0: Beehives, beehives. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you know, I've got a friend that had like a million bees here one year, and then all of a sudden one day they all disappeared. What what happens to them? They just go somewhere?
3: So, well,
2: if their queen died, they'll leave and oh. go look for a new one, and that's where swarms happen. Um, oh, wow. What's happened to us in the past, is we, we've had like um, what you call colony collapse, which is where they all end up dying when they're, it's from a mite. Or mm. some other problem, but honeybees have been having a difficult time uh, for several years now, recently, and so it's you know a lot of times it's pesticides that are in um, you know people put on their grass or what have you. But so right now my yard is full of dandelions, yep. but my my bees are bringing back
3: pollen. So,
0: <laughs> well, take care of those bees. I I remember a uh, MythBuster show where they took a bunch of bees. Mm-hmm. And they they glued them to a laptop to see if these bees could lift a laptop. I don't know if oh you saw I don't know if you saw the episode. I don't think they ever lifted the laptop. Yeah, <laughs> no, they never got it. Yeah, they never got it. You see that, Glenn? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, how would That's you like terrible. to be How would you yeah, like to be the one that glues that, the uh, bees the on the laptop? I mean, yeah. All right. Well, look. Hey, let's skip on over to Glenn here since Glenn's up here. Glenn, <laughs> how you doing, man? Hey, I'm
4: doing good. Finally getting settled in into the new job and stuff. Uh, if those of you, if you're watching the pre-show, maybe you might have seen the new round table. We're going to start calling it the W5KUB Dinner Table.
0: Well,
3: yeah,
4: we all seem to be having dinner right before the show tonight.
0: Well, that was my fault. I, you know, I, I had the camera on Katie when I probably when she was eating. I probably shouldn't. So I'll, I'll apologize <laughs> for that. But I, I, I am thinking about you know maybe every other week renaming the show to the Katie Allen Show.
4: No, no, would, no, no.
0: I, I think that would go over as well, you know? Yeah, yeah.
4: everybody else in the chat room will want it. But, you know, I yeah, yeah. But, uh, that, that's right. too much commitment for me at this point in my
3: life.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, I need help here. So thank you all for being with us tonight. Uh, uh, I, I, in retirement, I have so many things going on right now that I'm going to have to retire to have any free time to work on ham radio stuff, I think. Uh, but uh, we're, we're getting there, you know.
2: Yeah, re- retire from retirement.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's Let me turn my mic up, up a little bit there. Maybe that'll help a little bit. All right. Well, very good, Glenn. Uh, glad you working here now, and you know you got something to do through the day. The
4: well, lab's about to start
0: up again, so I'm going to get some stuff done soon. Okay. All right. Oh, hey. Uh, here's somebody that's been missing in action for the past few months. Jason, how you doing, Jason? Come in here and say hi.
5: Hey
0: Tom, uh, good evening. How are you tonight? Well, we're doing uh, pretty good tonight, and uh, man, you look cheerful and happy all the time when we see you, man. You must be doing something <laughs> right there.
5: I'm always cheerful and happy. That's yeah, that's, talking that's, about that's, ham radio makes me happy.
0: So that's that's cool, man. Well, hey, we're yeah. glad to have you tonight, and looking forward, looking forward to hear about the, I guess, the YouTube bunt and what you're doing with a Hamfest, right? Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. And let's let's move on. Uh, Mark. Mark Brown. Where's Mark? Is Mark here?
6: Yeah. Yeah, I'm here.
0: Oh, there's Mark's here. There's Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. This is one of our favorite people. This is the chairman of the Huntsville Ham Fest, the friendliest ham fest in the world. I think they may say in the country, but we're expanding it to the world now. What do you think?
6: Well, actually, Tom, uh, good evening, uh, uh, to, to Tom and everybody here, um, actually, we've trademarked the world's friendliest ham fest. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we we lay claim to that phrase, and we try to live up to it each and every year. And we're excited about the uh, the Huntsville Ham Fest this, uh, this August. And uh, I know you're doing an introduction, so I'll let you go, uh, finish going around the room. We'll talk some more about it.
0: Okay, well, very good. Your picture's frozen, so you must have kind of an inferior. Now it's working. You must have a little bit of slow internet tonight.
6: Um, I have a broadband connection to a water tower that connects me to Tulloam, Tennessee, where we connect to the internet pipe.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's it's making it.
6: the internet
0: dirt it's, it's making it, man. It's making <laughs> it. Very good. But, hey, your audio came through fine. And let's see. Bill, okay. Bill Brown. Hey, Bill. You're in here early tonight, Bill. What What's going on with you? Where did I the...
1: find the cursor to... There he is. To, uh get the mute button Uh Everything's uh, going good. It's been cold, and uh, Katie sent all that cold weather down from Wyoming. It's been uh, an incredibly cold week here in, in the south. Uh, so rain, and just not not your typical May, so... But uh, things are going good. Uh, I had an interesting experience uh, last night. Uh, Three uh, balloons were flying over uh, uh, China and uh, approaching North Korea. No, they didn't get shot down. Hmm. Uh, But two of them were on Whisper, and no one was getting reports on them, and they should have been in full sunlight. So I tuned into some remote uh, web SDRs, uh, Kiwi SDR radios, uh, there's a whole series of around the world, and you can listen to HF radios on the other side of the world if you want to. And I link it to the Whisper Decode program, and you can I can have a remote station in Siberia decoding balloons over China and Korea. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And what I discovered was you remember the woodpecker, the Russian woodpecker? Right. Right. That would wipe out 20 meters. Yeah. It, Back and it just wiped out something uh, military over the horizon radar on HF is wiping out all of Korea and Japan and all the stations I listened to there. It was just complete solid. Every 100 hertz there was a wide band noise and you couldn't pick up any whisper signals on any of those radios. I finally went clear up In uh, way north of Vladivostok, I found a way northern Siberian web radio, and you could still see the interference bands from the -the over-the-horizon radar, but I was able to copy the balloon's whisper and and provide some reports. Hmm. But uh, I'm hoping that that doesn't uh, show its ugly face over here, but I did tune in to some uh, radios up in uh, Alaska and British Columbia, Few uh, weeks ago, and they have the same similar issues.
0: Well, you know that uh, that woodpecker uh, transmitter site. uh, I've seen some documentaries recently where it looks like it's been shut down, and there's vines growing up it. It's near the uh, power plant, the nuclear power plant. I think that uh, yeah, that melted Chernobyl. In fact, in fact, uh, there's even some uh, theories that maybe the high power of the woodpecker uh, did something to the power plant. I mean, you know, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Anyway, I hope that thing's not back. I can remember back in the early days, that thing was just terrible. The woodpecker and it really messed bands up. Yeah. I hated it. I've heard
2: yeah. stories about it, and I think I saw the same documentary that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting, but. Yeah, I've heard that thing just wipes everything out. It was just a terrible thing with for ham radio op-
5: operators. Yeah.
2: yeah, we called it the
3: woodpecker. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, it's right. back again, at least in uh, Southeast Asia. So, uh, and uh, and Canada, <clears throat> Western Canada, I heard it's up there as well.
0: Well, and you know the the trackers are the trackers are, are such low power to competing against it. Multi-million watt woodpecker, so that's why on all our future flights we're going to run five watts on Whisper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go.
1: That's
0: all like right. It's yeah. All right. Did I, did, I, did I get everybody uh, on the remote here? I think I picked up everybody. Anybody? If I didn't call your name, let me know. Okay. Well, hey, let's jump right into this and uh, let's talk with uh, with Jason and see what the YouTube bunch is doing. Uh, about i guess ham fest or having a having a ham fest now hey uh why don't you come on in here uh jason and talk to us man
5: Cool. hey thanks tom once again thanks for uh thanks for having me it's definitely good Looking forward to talking to mark on my channel in a couple weeks also he's going to come on and talk to talk to my viewers about the huntsville show so good uh, fun time glad 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 he's here tonight as well so last year we started, you know, when everyone was kind of shut down and stuck at home much more than they are now, we started a, uh, we did a kind of an experimental thing called, that we just dubbed the YouTuber's Hand Fest. It was on Memorial Weekend last year, and uh, a bunch of us got together and did live streams back to back, one after the other, and we brought on several guests, um, retailers, um, vendors, uh, manufacturers, builders, whoever, and uh, a lot of good, uh, good, good guests we had last year. So we got a lot of really good feedback from it. And we've got, uh, we decided to go ahead and do it again this year. So we've been planning it for two or three months. And uh, last year we did pretty much all day Saturday and about a half day on Sunday. Ended at like one or two in the afternoon on Sunday. This year we've got two and a half days. Oh, it's about a half day on Friday, starting around four in the afternoon, going till 10 or 11 at night. And then uh, pretty much all day Saturday and Sunday. We've got several channels, several YouTube channels that are outside of the USA. Uh, Canada, Australia, um, over in England, so um, New Zealand as well. So really looking forward is becoming li- a little bit more of a world event. So it's just going to be uh, live streams back-to-back, one right, a- one right after the other. Uh, we registered a website last year, youtubershamfest.com. You can go there now and watch our promo video. We should have the schedule up probably tomorrow or Thursday, uh, Friday this week at the latest. And then, of course, it'll start about a week from Friday. But some of the some of the names we have are, um, we'll have uh, GigaParts and Bridge on. We will have um, let's see, I'm just kind of looking around the list here. I can't name everybody, but uh, SDR Play is going to be on Alpha Antennas, uh, Remote Ham Radio, Buddy Cole, uh, Yezu is going to come on and talk to us. We'll have uh, Dave Minster. ARRL CEO, he'll come on and talk to us for a little bit on uh, Sunday, I think it is, and um, a lot of other talks, some talks about uh, grounding, some talks about uh, parks on the air, some talks about um, ham radio adventure gear, just kind of a well-rounded, all kinds of some, some how to operate CW, how to get started learning Morse code type, Mm -hmm. um, type events. So really, we're we're really looking forward to it. We had a really good response from all of our audiences last year. So we're looking forward to doing it again this year. Um, once again, that'll start, uh, Friday, May 28th and go from about four to 10 that day. And then, uh, pretty much starting about four or five in the morning, Texas time, which, which will be some of the, some of the overseas guys will be running in their evening time and it'll go all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So, we're looking forward to that, and I appreciate you letting me talk about it, Tom, because uh, we think it's going to be a really cool event uh, this year, just uh, even bigger than it was last year.
0: Yeah, we, we've got to get the ham radio stuff moving here. I mean, you know, masks are coming off now, and hey, we've we got to get back to normal, and uh, we got to get to some real ham fest, but in the meantime, you guys are doing yeah. a great job to to give us something kind of while, uh, while we're waiting for that thing to happen, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you know, uh, you're pretty much an expert on everything, man, from DMR to all this stuff. Man, we need to have you on here one night and just talk about DMR. and, and, and well, We can do that. And maybe we, can, uh, maybe we can drum up some interest to get some people yeah. on our DMR talk group. And I don't really understand the difference between Brandmaster and, and whatever else there is. And, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a digital guy, so I, I don't know all this stuff. So if if somebody's got DMR, can they talk to us on Brandmaster?
5: Yes, uh, normally yes. Uh, all of all of your hotspots will connect to Brandmeister, TGIF, several other yeah. networks that are out there. Uh, the difference between all the DMR networks is this is a very high level in a nutshell type thing. um it's like the difference between your company network. Like if you work for Coca-Cola, you'd have an internal network with all of your yeah. computers in there. And then if you work for American Airlines, they have an internal network, all the computers in there wrapped up together. So Brandmeister, TGIF, and all these other networks are, are different internal networks that have a bunch of hotspots and computers connected to, okay. to each other. But they're not necessarily connected to to another network. Sometimes they can be and sometimes they're not. So it just kind of depends.
0: All right. So during your U- YouTubers uh, ham, uh, ham fest you're having. Are you guys going to have anything online, like uh, like uh, any uh, DMR talk groups or anything going, or NIPS or anything like that?
5: I don't think we're doing anything like that. We discussed doing that, and it's um, it's probably something we want to do. We're we're planning to do this again next year, mm-hmm. um, and we've, we've we've grown it from last year to this year quite a bit. Um, we've talked about doing like maybe an all-star talk group or a DMR talk group or something like that. Um, we did not do that this year because we would basically need someone to sit back and not live stream and just kind of run net control on that all, all weekend long. Um, so that might be something we look at doing next year, but not uh, not this time, no.
0: Yeah, so how many uh, how many different people now do you have in your YouTube group?
5: Oh, you know what? There's probably about sixteen or eighteen of us. Yeah, uh, maybe upwards of twenty. Not all of us. Um, not all of us will be live streaming on the mm-hmm. Game Fest weekend, and not all of us join the when we get together and do collaboration videos. Not all of us are there every time. But all in all, probably eighteen, maybe maybe upwards of twenty different channels
0: represented there so it's, it's definitely well it's great I know you guys are doing a lot out there uh, I, I we were invited I think to join you guys back when you started up the YouTube bunch but man we like I say I mean I'm gonna have to retire from retirement to have any time right. to do anything okay. else man it is just really we're busy scheduled. but uh, schedule is a
3: little bit uh, yeah these days. but
0: if there's anything right. we can do here on Amateur am roundtable to help you guys to promote that uh, you know let, let's do it uh, we want to we want to do that
5: I will say this real quick. Uh, being that Huntsville is gonna be the first live ham fest that we've had since February of last year, basically the first pretty big big to do mm-hmm. ham fest. There's probably gonna be about a dozen of us YouTubers that show up there and uh we've rented a lot of different spaces and um several of the several of the folks who help us out in the background and um help us out with the videos we do that you might not see them on camera. Um, I think all in all, there's going to be like 28 to 30 of us at the Montesano state park that weekend. Wow. And uh, we're going to, we're going to give, uh, we're going to give Huntsville a run for its money there. I've already talked to the guys at Gigapart; They're really looking, they're being incredibly supportive of us and uh, going to be really um, interested to hang out at their table and talk to them and just meet all the people coming by. But I expect Huntsville is going to see record numbers this year. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an awesome show.
0: Yeah, I think you. I think you could see record numbers. Yeah. Well, hey man, thanks for uh, sharing that with us. And uh, hey, stick around, man. I mean, you know, your uh, part of your job is to stick around on the show and help us uh, uh, co-host this. So if you leave early, we're gonna have to dock your pay. I just, I want to <laughs> make that clear.
4: Help us help sweep the floors with the rest of us. That's
0: right. That's right. I All right. That. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's do this. Uh, let's step over since we've been talking a little about Huntsville. Let's jump over and talk with Mark uh, Mark Brown in for, what is it, BCD. That's an easy call to remember. Hey, Mark, how you doing?
6: I'm doing good, Tom, and uh, I'm a little shell-shocked by uh, Jason, Jason's comment that uh, I thought there were five or six YouTubers uh, from the YouTubers bunch coming to Huntsville, but he mentioned that uh, we have room for them, but uh, I'm looking forward to learning more from you, Jason, when we talk uh, in June on your uh, on your program. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are, you know, we rolled the dice back in January. Um, we met with the Von Broad Center. And, uh, things we're starting to look positive, and uh, like I said, we rolled the dice. Uh, we made some. Uh, uh, the EDC helped us out. We uh, we made some changes. We uh, we grew the layout, and we think we can host a safe event in August. It's going to be bigger. Things will be spread out. We'll have room for those, <laughs> hopefully, record numbers that, uh, that Jay mentioned it coming to Huntsville. Uh, that's the wild card. We really don't know how many folks uh, uh, we'll see here. But uh, we do have a, a great lineup of, uh, of vendors. Uh, we're almost sold out in the commercial space. And uh, I think the flea market tables is down to a dozen left out of 374, uh, 79 tables. I think we have around a dozen left. Well, you'll so, you'll
0: sell them all out.
6: That's uh, yeah, it's yeah. Very encouraging. Um, we are we are using the the phrase. are uh, celebrating the return of in person events this year, and uh, that's that's what we're promoting. And uh, you know, there's a lot of online uh, events, a lot of podcasts, uh, a lot of forums, and everything. But uh, we will do absolutely none. Of uh, the online stuff this year, we're we're focusing on doing a a big and safe event in person, and that uh, that's where our focus is. We want to make sure that everybody who uh, who comes, it's safe. Uh, we've got the big wine house. Uh, we have the sanitizing stations. Um, it, it's it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting hand fest. and uh, you know last we talked about it back in Orlando in uh, in 2019. Was it 2009? It seems so long ago, but you know Orlando was the last big event, and then everything in the country went sideways. We're all excited. Uh, We we are a solid number three, according in the league's eyes. Uh, Huntsville Hamfest is is number three behind Orlando. um, We will have uh, David Minster here. I think it'll be his first live, uh, live Hamfest event uh, since he was uh, appointed CEO. Uh, Rick Roderick uh, from uh, uh, his, uh, Rick and all will be over here. Uh, the Southeastern Division Director uh, uh, Mickey Baker, the uh, uh, Delta Division Director uh, Dave Norris will be here. Linda Bitson and two others from headquarters will be in. So we're going to have a great uh, collection of folks from, from the league, uh, state, and uh, state and section managers from several different states but um, the forum schedules are filling up it's it's going to be uh it's going to be a real ham fest uh bill's going to do a uh a, a balloon launch uh we're permitting around noon on saturday so uh that'll be uh i want to get out and see that i've watched one from dayton but i want to see one from our home base here in huntsville and see how it goes across the uh across the uh hopefully the uh spring park there the lake and uh as it gains altitude we're all uh, that's pretty exciting, but I, I'm usually caught up with something else. I, I hope we can uh, get in time to uh, to watch Bill's launch there at, uh, at noon. Um, so uh, lots of good stuff. The Youth Lounge, um, it's filling up. Uh, Monty, uh, Dr. Monty Bateman uh, is a, a NASA solar physicist. he been running with his wife uh, the Youth Lounge for about a dozen years now. And here it just keeps getting bigger and better. Uh, commercial... Uh, uh, vendors are helping them out with soldering stations and uh there's been a lot of interest in uh teaching grown-ups to solder um, a couple of years ago Dayton had a uh, a build-a-thon where uh, uh let's see Joe Eisenberg and several others sat there and built uh built some kits and uh that that proved to be very popular with it and uh we're hoping that we can uh, get something pulled together for uh, like an adult uh, uh hands-on uh, soldering experience that uh, you know, a lot of folks uh, are, are intimidated by surface mount parts but uh, with a pair of tweezers and a good magnifying glass it's not as hard as it seems um hey mark what's yeah bill
1: uh, there's a couple questions about the dates for the huntsville Handfest.
6: okay everything is hamfest.org it's a very easy to, uh, website to remember but the weekend of august 21 and 22 saturday and sunday We move in on Friday, and it's a full day Saturday, and uh, pretty much full day Sunday. We we have our final drawing around 2 or 3 o'clock. Yeah, 3 o'clock. And so uh, two full days of of a lot of fun, uh, a lot of face-to-face visits, and uh, gosh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody for real and in person. What was the other question? Yeah, let me – I'm
0: going to bring your page up on the uh, screen here. Hamfest.org is this screen here, and there's the dates, August 21st and 22nd. Uh, Mark, I, I've invited two people, two special people to, to see to come. I don't know if they're going to make it or not. Um, I've uh, asked astronaut Doug Wheelock, uh, who has attended Dayton with us the last eight years, and he, he said he's missing the ham radio community, and he really wants to try to make it. So he says he's going to put it on his NASA calendar. Now... Astronauts are pretty busy. We don't know if he's going to make it or not, and uh, I probably won't know until the day before. And we've also uh, asked Riley Hollingsworth. You know, Riley now is the uh, uh, the head guy of the volunteer monitoring service that replaced the official observers. It's an ARRL program. So it's a big ARRL event there, I think, with you. I think it's the Southeast Division or whatever. Maybe uh, Riley will show up too.
6: Yes, it is. Uh, we were planning last year to be the Southeastern Division Convention, and we worked it out with the League uh, to just carry that over. Uh, much like Orlando did, they're, they're carrying over the, uh, the ARRL National Convention in in 2022. I got a question for Katie. Uh, are you and Dwayne cut down? It was, it's actually, he's
2: in West Virginia for work right now, so I just sent him a message on the chat here. I'm like, hey, we should look at our schedules and it's a sure thing, but we've actually talked about it this year. Like if Hutsville happens, you know, we could probably make it work with, you know, if we can find a, a good schedule for um, work about anything else going on, which I don't think I do, uh, we'd love to. Hmm. Sorry, I was trying to sneak in a bite of ice. We would love to come down because we're, we're missing Ham fest a lot too. And, you know, being um, – You know, having a new club, we've got Devil's Tower Amateur Radio Club and doing a lot of things. We'd love to be able to gather up some data and go to some forums and bring stuff back for our local hams and and just visit with so many friends. And and I'm sure if I show up, Tom will put me to work. But, yeah, fingers crossed. And we're going to when he gets back from work, we're going to take a look and see if we can if we can make it happen.
6: All right. Really, I hope you can make it. Uh, We we are are proud of our our, our venue and our our volunteers. Uh, We just have a great time down here. And uh, Orlando and Dayton, uh, the chair people and presidents of those respective organizations, they'll be here. They'll be staying at the embassy. Uh, They made the reservations months ago. So, uh, like I said, it's a great network opportunity for for you and Uh, Dwayne. We'd love to have you.
2: Well, we, I mean, I, I can't even remember if he's been to that ham fest, but I've certainly been a whole bunch of times. And it's, it really is. A, I mean, <laughs> I'm glad you coined it or even uh, trademarked the Friendliest Hand Fest because it really is. And, you know, initially you think, oh, my gosh, August and going to Alabama. But, of course, it's all inside and air conditioned. And, you know, I've only been there as a, you know, working so it might be kind of fun to actually go as just a you know a ham to go visit and you know shopping and go to forums and things. Oh,
0: uh, Pardon <laughs> me, fun. but if you if you do come, you will have to work in the amateur radio I realize, round table yeah. booth. You, you know that, right? <laughs> okay.
4: But Katie, what you do is you sign up and you do a forum, and that way you get to avoid Tom. Oh. Oh, oh, that's mm-hmm. terrible!
2: I, I wouldn't want to. I haven't seen Tom in person in ages, so I look forward to seeing him.
4: I know.
0: We saw each other <laughs> dating the last ham Fest.
4: Mm. Yeah, but now if you do come, you really need to come a day early or stay a day late and do the space center. It is well worth doing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've done that a few times, but Dwayne hasn't. So well, yeah, hey, look, that would hey,
0: be,
2: hey. That's always on the list. Anytime I could do any you know nerdy mm. NASA type things. We're so out. guys, like, listen. Way if if if,
1: <laughs> if if I can and get have new new uh, exhibits all the time, so even though you've been before, Katie. Oh yeah. You
0: know, I'm before, I'm, I'm counting you. on I'm counting on a special astronaut tour, if Doug can make it with us.
4: Oh man, we'll have to go do that so, as a guest. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, wait, we'll, 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 we'll take a group out there. Are you going on too? Oh, absolutely. I'm doing a forum. Oh crap, now I'm going to rethink this day. plan. <laughs> <laughs> and the new book will be
2: out and maybe A-Double-O-N-O-S-H down there. Hey, you can do autographs.
5: Yeah, i like it. That sounds good. Mark, did you say
6: that uh, that you still had some vendor spots open? I think there's three or four left. Uh, very okay. few. Okay. I've got a committee. I've got a committee meeting tomorrow night uh, down in Huntsville. It's actually our first in-person, hand-thus committee meeting uh, since uh, since we broke uh, about a year ago from wow. a, a live in person. So we're getting together. Uh, we'll bring in some pizza. We're, we're using it We've tried using restaurants for meetings. Yeah, they're just too noisy. And so yeah. we use a, a friend's corporate conference room, and uh, we'll bring in some pizza, and uh, it's going to be good to see everybody face to face for uh, for that tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, as far as I know, there's just a few a few, uh, a few uh, single booths left, Okay. and uh, I, I would imagine they fill up.
5: Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm, I'm texting Chris at Buddy Pool right now because I asked him a couple months ago if he was going, and he's like, "I think they're sold out." And I was like, "Okay." And then I heard you say that, so I texted him like, "You better call him like tomorrow, <laughs> man."
6: <laughs> we can awesome. probably uh, fill all those spots yeah, up I've, real I've fast. appealed to Chris at Buddy Pool many, many, many times uh, at uh, at different events. Uh, yeah, he's, they've been here in years past, but uh, I'd like to have him back, and yeah. it would be a, a great addition to our. Uh, Tamari, the uh, n 3 ZMTs keys, uh, this for hand, uh, lots of folks are coming, and uh, I don't have the list in front of me, our, our commercial guy takes care of that, but uh, we'll be uh, putting together a, an online program that, uh, you know, we, we printed a whole bunch of uh, printed programs two years ago, and uh, that was a bit of a, you know, we, we tried to take a page from Dayton and, uh, and Orlando, they do a printed program. And we just didn't, uh, didn't see the take-up on those. But the number of downloads, the, ele- the electronic downloads mm-hmm. of a PDF to folks' phones, uh, that was a hit. And so uh, we're going to do that again because it's got maps, it's got uh, dealer lists. It's, if you're looking for somebody uh, among 370-some uh, flea market tables, if you're looking for your buddy, it's, uh, it's a bit difficult to find. So we're, we're trying to, uh, to help out folks uh, doing that. But uh, there's a DX banquet on Saturday night. Uh, I can't recall the uh, uh, the uh, the speaker that they have planned, but uh, we've had we've had some great speakers in the past. We've had Bob Often, mm-hmm. Major DX Expeditions uh, many times, um, uh, K9CT, Craig Thompson. We've had Rob Sherwood. Uh, lots of great uh, uh, speakers at the DX banquet, and probably again, well, I'm sure again this this Saturday night. Uh, there's a YL breakfast on Saturday morning, Katie. You can leave Dwayne at the hotel, and you can uh, you can hobnob with the ladies, and uh, that's always a good time. But uh, yeah, lots. I mean, it's it's a full weekend of stuff, so uh, we're we're excited. Yeah, Katie, you go do
4: the YL breakfast. Me, Dwayne, and Tom, we're going to go have an old man's breakfast somewhere. There, there you go. That <laughs> okay. sounds
6: fun. Okay, Tom's got the layout pulled up there. Yeah, oh. I've got I've got it right here. And a couple of things I'll point out: uh, uh, difference uh, from from years past. Um, it's it's basically about seventy percent larger than it was. That's South Hall One and South Hall Two. There's a big uh, uh, removable door, a big partition mm-hmm. that uh, that we're pulling out. That uh, that's all new space and so what that allowed wow. us to do is oh, to add to make every aisle is 12 feet wide and that's for the social distancing um, every aisle is 12 feet wide and uh, not as many chairs as we'd like but uh, we'll, we'll put as many as the BBC will allow us uh, the entrance has moved it used to be uh, down a little, toward the lower left there was an emer- it's now called an emergency exit but that was the main entrance before uh, another highlight: uh, We had the testing out there, where you see registration. Uh, there was a big uh, exam test area out there, mm-hmm. and one of the things we wanted to do was to uh, to give the uh, the arriving visitors on Saturday morning that hallway gets extremely crowded, and so what we wanted to do was mm-hmm. to streamline that hallway, and uh, we did that by moving the testing area uh, down. Around an L-shaped uh, uh, hallway to the uh, it's it's extreme left on the uh, on the picture there. So uh, the exams we, we think we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna see a lot of uh, uh, test takers based on uh, the number of, of people taking exams. <clears throat> excuse me, at, uh, at different locations uh, here in the Huntsville Madison County area, and uh, even up here into Tennessee. Uh, the number of people uh, through this pandemic studying and taking their exams is is really high. And I think that's, that's true everywhere. And so we may have to schedule uh, uh, Saturday afternoon schedules. Uh, irregardless, we'll have uh, exams on Saturday and Sunday morning. So uh, lots of opportunities there. One of the things that excites me is uh, all the people that have been buying ham radios, buying new radios for the last year and a half. Well... They're going to probably sell their old radios. And that flea market is going to be a gold mine. Yes, it will. Absolutely will. I think that's going to be exciting.
0: Well, you know, we will be there. We always come down a couple days early and leave a day or two later. But we will be one of the first ones in the door Friday morning for setup. And what's beautiful about this is... We drive our truck right inside the building, right to our spot, and unload it right there. I mean, it's so simple. So nice.
4: Yeah, if I had somebody that could run a table for me, I'd literally have a bedroom of ham radio gear that is waiting to be sold at a ham fest.
6: It's <laughs> yeah. a choice. That's, that's the thing about selling at a ham fest. Though. You've got to man the table. Yeah. And it really... No, it anchors you.
1: Well, are you going to give fun. us first dibs before you take it to the hamfest?
4: Sure. <laughs> but Huntsville's too fun for me to be tied down at a table. I'll do any other ham fest at a table, but not Huntsville.
6: Well, you can you can like always
0: seat. you can always just put a little jar there on a the table. I have seen this at Dayton. They're very, they trust everybody up here. Put a jar and say, "Take what you want." Put the money in a jar. Um. Yeah. You, you don't trust them?
4: Um, I don't think the jar will hold enough dollar bills for the FT950. Well, we put products.
0: a gallon jug there, man, a gallon jug. <laughs> I'm going to need one
4: of those big five-gallon yeah. water fountain bottles.
0: Look, I, that reminds me. Uh, I'm going to tell a little story about Huntsville here. Mark, uh, you you remember this. I don't know, four or five years ago, the big... Um, the, the big ticket barrel broke oh, yeah? it, it had so many tickets in it the ticket barrel broke <laughs> and and <laughs> y- y'all started oh, using tall. y'all started right there right there by our booth there we had some trash cans with the black plastic bags in it but you you had you had trash cans there with the black plastic bags and it says put tickets here and everybody coming in nobody wanted to put their tickets in that trash can <laughs> but we had to convince them that's where the tickets are going in that trash can, and that's where they're going to pick the winners from. But uh, you, I, you guys, you guys two, got a new, you guys got a new say, drum after that.
6: I have two things to say to that, Tom. Number one, we have uh, we have fixed and reinforced our ticket barrel, and uh, number two, it's uh, guaranteed to uh, to be uh, in good repair uh, before the. Uh, Interstate Forty Bridge.
1: Oh man, <laughs> I I was going to have a picture. That, fixed, uh, the, that made the bridge uh, fixed up your prize barrel, right? I, hey, I, I was going to have it, a, it, a picture, it, guys. It a what, conch. Conch. what he's
0: referring <laughs> to, what he's referring to is we have a a big bridge across the Mississippi River. It's called the DeSoto Hernando Bridge, and it's like spans are like three and four hundred feet long and they inspected it the other day and they found one of the spans not they call it a crack this was not a crack guys no. there's pictures it of it slender. this is a break this is a break in the, the steel it, it didn't even it's not cracked boy it is broken so the bridge across the Mississippi River is shut down we don't know it could be years before uh, they they don't know what they're going to do yet
4: yeah they just announced too that the uh, inspector for that uh it was discovered in 2019, and he didn't report it. They actually have the drone footage from 2019.
0: Yeah, and I heard uh, that the drone footage showed it. But, you know, they may have saw that and thought, well, that might be a chalk mark or something. You know I mean? Yeah, right. It may have been a crack <laughs> then, but, you know. Oh, man. It 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 yeah, it it, uh, it, ma- it makes uh, yeah. butterflies. It makes butterflies in my stomach when I see the crack uh, of that beam. I mean,
4: how many times have we been over that bridge?
0: When I see I've the crack, when I when I, know, when I see the break, when I see the break in that beam, uh, I, I get uh, I get queasy, man. I'd
4: swim across the river first.
0: And you know, the other thing is, they've stopped. I don't know if they started, but they've stopped all the uh, barge traffic going up and down the river. Has been stopped. They won't even let them go under the bridge. So. This is a pretty know, serious thing. I drive up thing.
4: through that section of town every day for work, and it's insane at that, that I forty split. Yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Well, Mark. Hey, man, we are ex- so excited about uh, about Huntsville. It uh, can't get here quick enough.
6: We are uh, gonna we a, uh, we're gonna go. Tom, we picked a couple of door prizes early on, uh, just to, to make sure we had it in our in our promotional uh, uh, literature. On Saturday, we're doing an FTDX ten. And uh, I'm not sure if you've seen the, the latest QST, a very good review on the receiver performance in that uh, in that radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one, Jason. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the whole review, but uh, I think we chose wisely on that uh, on that radio. That for, is a uh, fantastic price. rig. Let me tell well, you what I've yeah. got.
5: I've got one here, and I've done a couple of videos on it. That is a great radio for the price point it's at.
6: So well, that very, will, that will uh, be our Saturday uh, grand prize. And uh, and also we've added uh, on uh, on uh, on Sunday a uh, a big uh, 600 watt hour solar generating system from uh, Shack in the Box, and then a second big prize on Saturday will be, um, oh, what is that? Uh, the uh, Geocron Atlas One uh, uh, clock. You hook it up to an HD TV, mm-hmm. and you've got that big gray line map. Uh, yeah. that will be a, a second grand prize on Saturday. Plus, you know, every every hour we'll be doing uh, prize drawings from the stage. But uh, get here to Huntsville, August twenty and twenty one and twenty two. We'll see you in Huntsville.
0: Man, it is it can't wait, can't wait. Hey, thanks come, for coming on, Mark, and talking to us about that.
6: Thank you, Tom. Thanks for yeah, the man. opportunity. And Jason, I'm looking forward to uh, to getting on your show too. in, uh, in few, what is it about a week? I think.
5: Yeah,
6: I think Maybe it's uh, a week from tomorrow. I think is what it is. So, cheer, yeah, cheer yeah,
0: looking it. forward to it. Thanks for the opportunity, Mark. Thank you, Jason. Thank, Thank you, Tom. All right, man. All right. Hey, so uh, hey, let me jump back. Katie, you were on vacation a couple weeks ago. Did you do anything ham related? You visited some hams down there, didn't you?
2: We did indeed. Yeah, we are. Well, on vacation to um, we stayed in Amelia Island. We went down for Dwayne's big birthday. And, um, while we were there, we discovered that, uh, SpaceX was going to have a launch and it was going to be on the morning of his birthday, which was like super extra special. Oh, that's cool. So it was, uh, D- Dwayne's 60th birthday. And, um, I, uh, planned ahead of time. I got him, um, a hard copy version of the Martian, which is his favorite book. And I mailed it off to Andy Weir, the author, with a request for uh personalization and so um he did all that all you have to do is basically send it in a box and a prepaid label for the return and what you want um in the book and they'll take care of it for you so that was like i thought okay this is like the coolest thing i could do and then find out there's gonna be a spacex launch and so i got in touch with ricardo kv4op and said hey do you want to come to Cocoa beach i know you, you, you because we could drive down there, and you guys could come over from Orlando. And we could watch the launch together. And um, so, fortunately, it worked out. He wasn't working that day. And so, Ricardo came over with his wife, Daisy, and his mom. And we met up in the parking lot uh, across from our hotel, you know, right by the beach at you know, 445 in the morning or something. Because the launch was scheduled wow. for 610. So, but it, it ended up being scrubbed because of the weather. So, like, well, darn it. And so, we called the hotel see if we might be able to move it and they said oh we were just about to call don't worry we you know we figure most people are coming for the launch so they had already moved their reservation for a day and so ricardo and daisy and his mom were still able to come down so we ended up doing it was friday the 23rd so it was crew two going up to the iss and uh, we were about 17 miles away and um it was just the most amazing experience to be part of and we just had so much fun and uh ricardo had his handheld, and we were able to listen to everything that was happening um i can't remember, ricardo you might have to pop into the Who's uh in chat and mention where how we listened to <laughs> that but we also uh, had, uh, did a quick video call with uh robin g1 mhu over in uh england while we were standing on the beach in the dark talking to him and uh, he was watching and given us play by plays for what was happening for what he was watching on TV. So mm. it was really, um, made for such a, an amazing occasion and something we'll never forget. And all we need is, you know, another launch like that to happen when we're down South Of course, living in Wyoming and just being lucky enough to be in Florida. When a launch happens was just, um, incredible. I've got a bunch of photos on our, on my Facebook page and, um, I, I, didn't come prepared tonight to share i apologize but um and (laughs) i know like ah and then this past weekend um my my first boss in ham radio dennis muschenbacher k7bv who you guys might know particularly from uh yesu he just most recently retired uh, as vice president from yesu and so he's been doing a cross-country retirement Fishing and visiting <laughs> trip. Did, did and, you say... Uh, that, uh, was so that, He and his wife...
0: Was that Dennis? Uh, Are you? Was that Dennis Macherbacher? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, Dennis, K7BB. Okay. I, I didn't realize he's retired.
2: Yeah, I finally yeah. finally jumped it. And um, so they were up in Oregon fishing and managed to schedule the trip to come back. We were part of their, their visiting. And um, the dates changed a couple of times, which actually worked out really good. And Mm -hmm. so they got here on Sunday and we get to hang out. They got to meet mom. And of course had to give Dennis a tour of the shack and check out all the antennas and then went out for a nice dinner. And, um, and then they have continued their trip East and are going to be doing some more fishing along the way. So that was a lot of fun and a a nice way to be able to see yet another friend. We haven't seen in a long time because of COVID. And um, so hopefully, um, you know, we can get to huntsville and you know get to catch up with a lot of other people we haven't seen lately and uh and then just locally we've been busy with devil's tower amateur radio club we um which Dwayne is the president of and our we just had a club meeting on saturday getting ready for field day and we've got um i forgot how many people there's about 17 members now that are all paid we, and we are filed as a nonprofit with the state of Wyoming and are working on the, the federal side of things. But there's some things that we could do to make it a little bit easier. But um, been really excited with the response and feedback. Everybody, most people showed up early about noon and grilled some food and hung out together. And then um, we had to do a little bit of business, talked about field day. People have taken on different roles that they're going to be responsible for. And then um, Dwayne did a, a you know kind of a hands-on presentation about the logging software that we'll use because so we have a lot of new hams or returning hams that haven't been active and two of our one of our members, um, Al has just gotten back into it after years and it's been buying radios left and white right Dwayne was over his house not too long ago helping him put an 80 meter antenna up on his roof. and uh, Chris, another one of our members who's a technician, hadn't been on the air yet and he's sitting at the table and his hand he's got a nice little yesu handheld and he's like i'm like chris have you used that thing yet you made a contact he's like no i've been i've been listening a lot and i've been hearing some people i'm like all right I, my mom actually remembered she brought her radio i'm like mom let me borrow your radio so i ran out the front door and chris went out the back and we used our local repeater which we could see on the mountain from us and so we i finally chris has finally actually gotten on the radio and we made a a few contacts and then he went into the outhouse with the radio which was super funny i should have gotten a photo of that one. Oh, yeah
3: but, yeah um
2: so i said you know get we just i said it's easy you just when you hear somebody you know you just start talking to them and figure let's get over the mic fright, and hopefully that'll help him for oops, get him on for field day as well but it's you know it's been a lot of fun. We're just we have our, a little Facebook group and groups io and everyone's just been helping each other out. Um, getting on the air. Um, Wade, our vice president's been doing a lot of CW, so he's been doing some demonstrations and um, you know setting up a HF radio while we're at the clubhouse and um, a lot of really neat things. So I'm just looking to see if we are it up on. We'll no. program. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're gonna use. I think we're using N3FJP for uh, field day, and um, usually we'll use like N1MM for for real con- for contests. Um, but for field day, we've always used N3FJP. It works really well, and it's okay. super easy for people to learn, and it networks. So we'll have um, different stations, and um, we also have the county emergency management team involved, and. Um, we have the a local emergency planning commission committee which i'm actually the chairperson of um so we're <laughs> I work for the emergency manager so um we've convinced him that he's going to bring up the county commission communications trailer and we also have this really nice um like red cross blow-up tent that we've used in the past when we we're up on uh warren peak up here uh, on the mountain in years past so because we've got so many um people now that are actually going to be operating our hope is to set up our operating stations in that tent and use the building the the community house more for our go to station because it'll be a little quieter um, and a little bit easier for that Elmerine to happen so uh, mm-hmm. jerry W 7 jb is going to be our mentor or our go to coach to help people get it on the air and so we think you know that could be our food central and go to area to keep it a little bit um, you know, just a little bit more manageable because it's it's a small, you know, community center. Oh, I was wrong. Apparently, we're using N1MM plus. I apologize. Thank you, dear, for fixing me. So yeah, we are using M1MM for real day. Hey,
1: Katie, All right. Katie uh, I have a slogan. Yeah. I have a slogan for your Devil's Tower Amateur Radio Club, but you, yeah. you might have trouble trademarking it. Close encounters yeah. of the amateur radio kind.
2: Ooh, I like that. That oh, is like
0: fun. That. Yeah. Close yeah. Well,
1: okay. we
2: we are use our we do have a logo, and Wayne is in the process of uh, switching over our website, which is right now it's Wy7ss because that was our our own club name, but now that we have a real club, and they all voted on uh, Devil's Tower Amateur Radio Club, and we did get the call sign Wy7dt, so Whiskey Yankee Seven Devil's Tower. Um, was issued from the FCC so it's gonna be perfect for for a field day we're really super excited about it it's been fun being involved in a new club Um, just the energy and excitement of all, all these different people getting together and and sharing a lot of different aspects and it you know it makes me you know it makes you kind of feel like a new ham again and looking at it through you know fresh eyes and like, you know, thinking about, okay, this helps me remember why I, you know, why I got into this. So, are
0: you, uh, is your club uh, maskless now, or are you still wearing a mask? When I see people Mass, I don't even know who they are. I can't tell who the people yeah. are. Yeah.
3: No,
2: we, we are, because pretty much everybody in the room there has either had COVID or has been vaccinated. All right.
0: So, <laughs> so no mask. Yeah,
2: we are pretty much.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's cool.
2: Hey, yeah, hey. Wyoming is a little different. We don't have a mask mandate for the most part anymore um but you know everybody's pretty cognizant of you know just you know we're not on top of each other but um you know everybody's respectful of each other and if somebody wanted to wear a mask or did it wouldn't be an issue i actually a lot of times when i've been vaccinated but you know i'm dealing with allergies or if i have a cold i just wear my mask because it's just kind of like you know now that we know a little bit better about how everything spreads so easily mm-hmm. and fast. And I mean, mm-hmm. I've always known when you talk to you, there's always something happening. But, you know, if you can help people, it's hard to just be a regular sick these days. You can't just, like, have a cold, you know. Everybody always gives you the side eye. So. All
0: right. Hey, hey, listen. We're going to give away a prize tonight. We're going to give away a a uh, 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 hand plaque, right, Katie? Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, there may be a little bit. There. I was just wondering if we might want to delay it a week okay. or so. because um i don't know that the machine is set up for this right now because okay. um our, our kids are foster parents and they just took in three kids gotcha okay so, we'll do it
0: we'll do it next week if that's appropriate okay. time we'll, yeah we'll let me check it. and
2: see i don't want to promise a, a new plaque and then it will get made because all the, the equipment room yeah. is being used up by foster kids at
0: the moment yeah so. okay <laughs> okay all right well thanks hey uh everybody stand by just a minute we'll be right back in just a second doors right are calling Get outside and under the stars with one of ICOM's ultimate SDR transceivers. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great indoors and the outdoors. It's a perfect QRP companion. The base station has features and functionality at the tip of your fingers and a portable package. And it covers HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. And guess what? It weighs in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3-inch touchscreen, and it's got a live band scope and waterfall. It'll run 5 watts with the BP272 or 10 watts on 13.8 volts DC. It runs all modes including D-Star. The speaker microphone comes standard. The perfect accessory for the 705 is the LC192 backpack. It has a special compartment for your IC705 and room for all your accessories. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are just sure to keep you busy. It has a 4.3-inch color touchscreen and spectrum scope and waterfall. It has smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, and it's full duplex operation in satellite mode. Heard it, worked it, and logged it with ICOM 7300. It's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transistor digitizes the RF before various receiver stages to reduce the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC-7300 is the radio that changed the way of entry-level HF. Visit www.icomamerica/amateur for more information on Icom radios.
5: LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com.
0: All right, we are back. And we've had a good time tonight so far talking about a few neat ham radio projects
6: I we were show talking you. while there was commercial going. Yeah,
0: yeah they were.
6: <laughs> we we're, 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 were sometimes. Still talking sometimes field day. it's, sometimes we're, it's we're hard to talk, you guys. Field day, and I have, a, I have a tip for everybody this year operating at Field Day. Uh, something we did uh, two years ago, and uh, it proved very, very uh, rewarding. And that was uh, stick a find a uh, find a driven element from a triband or something, anything that will do ten meters, and stick it on a yard arm. At 30 feet stick it on something get it up to 30 33 feet on sunday morning when East skip opens we made 130 contacts an hour because wow. the band is wide open and everybody's new mm-hmm. uh, it's fresh meat on 10 meters yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fresh meat
1: <laughs> all right Hey, and, and, and 10 meters has been opening up uh, yeah. about every day yeah. recently. Uh, I've been watching right. it on whisper mode, and uh, it's, uh, when it's mm. open, it is phenomenal. All
0: right, yeah. I, I want to give you guys an update on a couple of things. We're talking antennas now. And uh, does anybody know what this is?
4: The gutter? Ambox mm-hmm. left arm? So. <laughs> that's
6: up. Uh, <laughs> the that's world's condom. largest screen. That's coax conduit for buried, buried cables. So so
0: we're talking about, you know, Are there the Dalek? I have not, I have not been able, I have not had time. As I told people, I'm retired, so I don't have much time right now. But we, we, one of the projects that everybody keeps asking about is the tree for an antenna. I'm starting to move that way slowly, but here it is right here. And this is what the U.S. government tested a while back. There's a lot of information on using a tree for an antenna, and if you look right here, this is the preferred way of coupling your your uh, signal to the tree. It's using uh, an inductor that's wrapped around a tree, and they tune that, and the tree becomes the antenna. So, so what I'm going to do, and just to show you, I'm making some progress, it's slow. We're going to take this. It's about a 15 inch diameter uh, circumference here. We're going to take this and every little groove right here, we're going to put a a coil of wire around it. It's going to take about 120 feet of wire. And then we're going to take this, we're going to take this, and this will become our our flexible coil form to put around the tree. And then we're going to put it around the tree and we're going to, I'll have some hooks here where we can fasten this end to, to secure it around the tree. So it'll be like uh, it'll be like this around the tree, okay? And uh, that's how we will uh, that's how we will uh, couple to the tree. Now, we'll, you know, it's not going to be totally scientific, but we will do some tests. We'll do some tests of, of signal strength test and so forth, contacts with it around the tree, and then just to make sure it's just not this piece of wire or coil that's radiating, we going to we're going to take this off the tree, leave it at the same height. And we'll see what kind of signals we get, and if we make any contacts with it. And we're not going to cheat. We're not going to cheat using FT8 because we could take a hairpin and probably work a DX contact on FT8. So this is going to be a real contact. We're going to we're going to try to follow the U.S. government's uh, study where they use a tree as an antenna, and their study showed that that the tree worked as well as a whip in in most cases. So. We're going to find out. So, I just want you to know, I haven't forgot about the tree the antenna.
1: We're getting you there. Could, you could actually set up two of those at the same time, Tom. I could. Uh, and transmit on whisper, on uh, two different frequencies on whisper, uh, within the whisper band, at the same time slot. And you would have a direct comparison in dB from the receive signals
0: you know that is a that is a great idea uh although i went out to my 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 building out there this is the this is the only piece of this i have and uh, you know hams are cheap so uh you well, know this is that. this is just about the right size to go around the tree so i don't know if we'll do it in two, te- two test. it would be better if we could do them kind of simultaneously you know to get real-time comparisons so that's a good idea, uh, Bill. Using Whisper, and uh, uh, you know, w- I guess we can see it on Whisper. We can see it on PSK Reporter, and you can see who received it. And hey, that that would be a good. you also b-
1: get uh, a measurement in actual dB of received difference. So uh, yeah, um, that would be a good test because it'd be at the same time. Uh, just the uh, audio frequency and the whisper band is going to be just separated by maybe twenty hertz or so, and you yep. transmit the same time slot, the same stations receiving it, and you'll get a uh, you'll get a, uh, a comparison.
0: Well, I need to look at that um, now. What would I use to transmit on
1: Whisper? Just, just two of your uh, trackers? trackers. Two two of the trackers. A different uh, different call sign on. Okay,
0: one. all right, I got you. And that would surely be easy to do. Uh, wow. You know, you know. Here's here's my problem. Here's my problem. Hooking hooking this antenna matching stub to this transmitter. <laughs> I, I was going to use number 12 wire here, but um, that's not going to happen, man. There's no way
1: I, I, I can recommend uh, one inch hard line.
0: Yeah, there's no way I can put number 12 wiring connected here to the the antenna terminals. There's no way. I'll have to work on that. Uh, But, yeah, I'm excited about that experiment. The government did it. So, you know, it has some validity to it there. Um, Hey,
6: Tom, there's another interesting article you might want to read. Uh, I haven't read it all yet, but uh, in this month's QEX magazine, Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl uh, Lutzelschwab I think K nine LA, he does a lot of propagation studies and whatnot, but he's done a study on uh, vertical antennas near trees, mm-hmm. uh, and there's mention of dielectric constants and uh, and other factors that uh, that are part of the tree and, and his modeling programs and measurements. Uh, maybe an interesting read for you.
0: You know, I have to do that, and I've got several vertical antennas out in my I My, my house is surrounded by 100-foot trees, and uh, uh, I have a uh, 3 8 40-meter uh, wire vertical that just goes up to a tree limb, and I've got a uh, half-wave 40-meter uh, 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 vertical that goes up to a tree limb out there, and uh, I, I'll, uh, I'll try to look that article up. It'd be interesting reading, I think.
1: Yeah. And Tom, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne key, uh, posts, uh, oh, sorry. Dwayne posts an interesting comment. Um, why don't you just buy a metal slinky?
0: Well, you know, we could, I guess. And and and, and Martin, you and I were talking about this, and and we were talking about this coil of wire around this tree, and. Martin said, "Well, how do you know it's just not the slinky that's transmitting? I mean, you know, acting as an antenna." So I said, "Well, we're gonna we'll have to make some comparisons, like Bill's suggesting, make the comparison with the rounded tree and with it all. But hey, even a slinky, yeah. Uh, if I could get a couple of metal slinkies, uh, that would also, uh, you know, that might be easier. Than me trying to wind uh, 120 feet of wire on this, you know, plus." I like-
2: Russ says, frequency of tree depends on height. Too high in frequency, let it grow. Too low, cuts them off.
0: Well, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, um, right, Denny says it's a sap conductor. And then, and then, of course, you get all the limbs. You know, I guess they're like little uh, stubs that tune it for different. You know, no telling how many. Hey, I'd have to put a network vector analyzer on there just to see all the yeah. places.
4: I mean, all the limbs are going to act like a little capacity hat.
1: I don't know yes, what the yeah. limbs
4: are a capacity hack.
1: Yeah, the SAC they they stands for super amateur propagator. <laughs> what,
0: what, what, what was that?
1: What was it?
4: Leave it to the NASA guy to give us the acronym.
1: Yeah, we got to acronym. Give me, uh, give me the acronym again. I didn't a, hear it's that. It's a
6: poor man's antenna grease.
1: Yeah, SAP stands for Super Amateur Propagator.
0: Oh, okay. SAP antenna. I got you. Well, we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll trade we'll register that as a copyright trademark deal if we make some progress with this thing. And under. you
1: can uh, offer antenna wax. Uh, yeah. Antenna
0: yeah. As well. So. Okay, that, I, you know, um, hey, I, it's great to talk this over with you guys because if I can find some slinkies now, I'd rather do that. Uh, There'll be a little they bit have smaller
1: a slinky antenna, so you can, and they're big, so uh, just buy a couple of those and wrap it around the tree. Now, what is that, Bill? But there is an actual antenna called the slinky. Oh yeah, well, yeah, and it's big, so uh, that would be uh, something to try.
0: Well, yeah. You know the slinky antenna, I, and I know what you're talking about I'm not so sure that's just the perfect antenna. I mean, I mean, any piece of metal is going to radiate. you know how do you know the slinky's working any better than a piece of wire? you know who knows that's I mean where
1: you have a control. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Control sitting out in the middle of your yard on a, on an uh, insulated table, and then one yeah. around the tree at the same height.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We would have to do a control deal and and do a comparison here. <laughs> I will see if I can find uh, where I can purchase. I, I probably a on Cracker line. Barrel.
1: There you go. Cracker, yeah, cracker, barrel. Cr- cracker
0: barrel. Yeah. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel has them. Has okay. A, uh, has the metal. Okay. Acronym. We need the metal. Yeah. We need the metal yeah. light. I, a I real do not challenge, want, though, uh,
1: David points out the, the plastic slinkies would be a real challenge. I was going to say, do.
0: I don't want to waste yeah, a lot of time. I don't want to waste a lot of time with the plastic ones, to tell you the truth. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, now, Dwayne has taken you up on the uh, the seven, uh acronym. He's got Simple Arboral propagator. It's going to be like a boreal or something like that, yeah. that. That, that, that okay, might be a good like one there, too.
1: Yeah. That's, that's even better. I like that
2: one. Now, could sprinkle metal dust on the tree, Denny said.
0: Oh, my goodness. Now, in
1: this Oscillating article.
2: in trees if too close together.
0: <laughs> in this article, they even went as far as to talk about multiple trees standing like a. I was going
4: to say, can't you make a tree yaggy? Well, that's yeah, what
0: that's what this this art in this study. They even had vertical uh, uh, multiple trees there as elements, and did some testing with trees as Yagi elements. You know, like on in a vertical plane. So we're not going to do that. We're just going to go vertical first, and, and we're going to do that and see how that uh, works out.
6: So my my peach trees that are planted equidistant apart. If I if I load them properly. Uh, with delay lines and whatever I could make up, I could make a Yagi, and uh, next uh, five years from now it'll it'll tune a new band.
0: It, there you it, go. It it, it <laughs> might do that. Yeah, it might do that. Uh, although although we're gonna have to, you know, the the tree itself is not going to be resonant. We're gonna have to use even the military used a tuner on the toroidal, toroidal uh, inductor that that they use. They use an antenna tuner, so. You know, I mean that that call will act a little bit as an antenna, and that's why it's going to be important to try to get a comparison around a tree and then not not around a tree. And I like Bill's idea. The whisperer would be just perfect for that, man. We could, yeah. We'd have instantly. We'd have a map that shows everybody that received it and everything, man. The data would okay. be there. The data would Work's be there. Brooks
2: asking how you aim the tree, Augie.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You need
4: one of those bendy trees, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you just do some very careful planning when you plant them. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a long-term um, investment.
0: <laughs> well, you could do this, too, you know, to, to get a good ground there at the base. When you plant that tree, you could fill that hole up with salt and plant that tree right there. I don't think
1: that tree's going to like that.
0: It probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. wouldn't. probably wouldn't, yeah all right
1: hey, uh, show that diagram uh, yeah the, the, the military drawing. okay
0: uh, okay here's uh, here it is right here uh, and what,
1: what it shows is a tree stump
0: well, they, the artist—the <laughs> artist was paid by the hour, and he, he you know, the government did not want the entire tree. But believe me, this was around no. the entire tree. Okay? No,
3: that's just the stuff, you
0: know. Yeah, that, that's the—that's oh, okay. the—that's the test setup right there. Okay, that's the test setup. <laughs> that's
6: that's and, the gamma match for the bigger tree in the background.
0: Yeah, look oh, at I that. You. I, I, you know, this is this is going to be fun <laughs> if I can just ever yeah, find some time. To work on this, and uh, it's, it's it is going to be fun uh, to do that. All right, well, let's move on to uh, another subject here, real quick. And uh, what, what was that? <laughs> what? What do I?
3: well, it's so much fun.
0: <laughs> what was what's fun? The tree?
3: Yeah, and no,
2: and everybody pipe it in the comments. It's just there's been a lot of interaction. Oh yeah, I this yeah,
3: yeah.
0: is definitely a popular okay. topic tonight. All right, well, look, look. <laughs> How about a gamma matching the tree? Well, yes, and and there
3: are <laughs>
0: there are there are videos on YouTube where people actually did a a, a gamma match or delta match or whatever uh, on a tree, where they actually you know ground rod and they, they went up the tree a certain a distance and then put a, a nail in. But let me tell you, I'm a little hesitant to not think that that wire that goes up the tree didn't become the antenna. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. And there's hey, no later.
1: To... Uh, th- these are great comments coming in. Yeah. Uh, a tree stump can be used on UHF.
3: Yeah. A tree stump. I
1: don't. I don't get it. I don't get that part. Oh, when we're using whisper for tree propagation studies, uh, Mark K9SEX said the trees will be whispering.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it will. And. Wasn't there a song called "Whispering Pines" or something? Who, yeah, who, who who? did that? That was an old. Wasn't
2: that a TV show or something? That was, that was an, was old, like an I old, think old show was an for old the eighties. "Whispering Pines." Or you
0: know? I, I think that was an old country <laughs> music. I think "Whispering Pines." Or maybe it was like an Agatha Christie. You well, know? Murder at Whispering Pines. Okay, so. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get the tree stump equals UHF. Somebody explain that to me.
1: <laughs> it's, it's shorter.
4: It's shorter. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Okay, I got you. Well, I don't know. I I got 130 foot trees out here. Um, now you're just bragging. Now I think, I'm thinking.
3: See, I'm you, thinking. Now I, you
1: can choose which direction your beams. Since you've got so many trees, you just load yeah. up the proper trees, get them in alignment, and you, you've got a full 360 there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, it's you, gonna be, it's, it, gonna be it, it, it's gonna be fun doing it. It's gonna be fun doing it. I if just I just need power some help
6: into a pecan tree. It'll harvest the pecans. There yeah. you go. He had some good (laughs) CW and knock
4: all the pecans off. (laughs) We're gonna. uh, One more thing: Would you have better conductance on the antenna if you use something like ironwood?
0: Ironwood, I don't know know about that. But look, let me tell you, we're we're not going to run power. I don't want to kill my tree, so I'm not going to, you know, zap it with a kilowatt. We're going to just use a a basic hundred watts. And uh, uh, do the comparison there, and you know, <laughs> see what we can what we can get. Oh, right. my this goodness. is going to be exciting. I just got to get some help down here. You know, my friend Walter retired, and he was on the show some. He retired from FedEx uh, as a pilot here uh, about oh. a month ago, and since he retired, I haven't even seen the guy. He is just <laughs> he is so busy and gone so much now. That's what that's what happens when you retire. You don't have any time to do anything. But uh, i got to get some help here, you know, to set that up, to get some some video of it, uh, some coordination, some testing, and so forth. So we'll we'll get it done. Uh, I've got other things I'm working on right now. Uh, So I am going to change the subject just a little bit. I'm going to give the people an update on on our balloon, and Bill can chime in here too. You know, the W5KUB-27, we have not launched because we are really working on uh, a specific goal, and uh, uh, it's too easy now to fly a balloon at forty-four thousand feet. All you got to do is go out and buy an SBS balloon for one hundred and seventy bucks, put some hydrogen in it, and it'll fly. At a, it'll fly at forty-four thousand feet. So you know we've been around the world several times, uh, a couple different times, and and uh, our goal right now is to try to break that. 44,000-foot glass ceiling where we can fly at 55,000. And once we do that, then we're going to go for 65,000. And uh, so what we're doing right now, and I'm working with some guys, and, and these guys are, uh, again, they're, uh, they're pretty sharp dudes out on the West Coast, and uh, uh, they, they're remaining anonymous right now. Bill knows who they are, but they're remaining... Uh, uh, anonymous, but uh, they're testing. They're helping us test and plan. And and some of these guys have experience in balloons as big as a hundred million cubic feet of gas, and it can lift thousands of pounds. And now we've got them thinking grams, not thousands of pounds. But now they're thinking grams. So so it's it's much. I don't know. I think it's it's. It's something new for them to, to think in that. that. But uh, if you want to know millibars and all that kind of stuff, uh, these guys can quote you millibars. You know, 50,000 feet, how many millibars? Yeah, 12. I don't know. But anyway, so what we're doing is, and we've, got, we've tried several different new pieces of material, and they've sent me material. Uh, and you've seen my test uh, systems I've set up with the water uh, man, mani- manometer. Manometer uh, that measures the pressure, and we're trying to get the balloon to hold enough super pressure that it will stay up and float and not pop and come down. So we're getting close, we're getting real close to that. Then uh, there's been a couple techniques used. Uh, they actually, and I showed one of the balloons, I think, on our show here, and I may, and I have it on our Facebook group. Where the the balloon was band, they put bands around. This may be it here. There it is, right there. Every every ten inches, they put a glass tape band around the balloon. And what that does, that holds the pressure in. The balloon does not expand and pop. So, uh, but that that I think is a little on the the side where there's not a lot of margin for safety also i don't want to go to the trouble to try to wrap tape around these things and all that so we are are working with them now on netting to take a net and you've seen pictures of, of balloons back in the what 1600s 1800s where well, they had nets nets over the balloons well we're we're looking at we're looking at nets now to hold that pressure in and uh in fact, on our Facebook page, you can see us blowing out a net on one of them. We took it up really high pressure and we blew the net out. Uh, yesterday, I went to a net and twine company uh, in Memphis that specializes in nets, and uh, I told them what we were doing, and uh, uh, I think they thought we were crazy, or maybe, <laughs> maybe we didn't have a, quite a full load of bricks in a wheelbarrow or something at first at first but so so you know we uh they got really excited about this man you doing what tell me show me you know i showed them some flights and different things and i said we need we need some net experts here they took me back in the back of the manufacturing place here and we looked at probably a thousand different nets and our goal is to get a net that's very strong but very, very light, and I came out with one. I came out with 300 yards yesterday of some netting, some 4-inch square netting uh, that has a tensile strength of about uh, 43 pounds, tensile strength. Now, the, the black uh, netting that we, you saw us explode on the balloon, uh, that has a tensile strength of about 7 to 8 pounds. So we knew for, for our safety margin, we need more. So uh, I picked up some new netting yesterday. It's supposed to be 43 pounds strong on those strands. And um, uh, it is a mess, believe me, man. It, it, it is so twatted up, and it looks like, it looks like a, a dog laying here with fur everywhere. That's how this net looks. And uh, you got to be really careful to unfold it and try to stretch it out. And uh uh how heavy it, is it, Tom? And what? How what? How heavy?
1: Is it lighter weight than the other stuff you use?
0: You know, Bill, I cut a square foot of it out because the the, the black we were using this it was about 0. .568 grams per square foot. So really? I cut a I cut a square foot of this new stuff out and it basically looked like Three or four pieces, and somebody cut their hair. It was just laying in my hand. I, I couldn't even tell it was squares. So I don't know if I've got a true square or not. I tried to wad it up and lay it on the scales. It may be just a little bit heavier uh, than the black we had, but I, I again I don't know. And you got to think with four inch squares, with four inch squares, it, it's got to be probably lighter. It's it's six each of the little strands are six ply. It's very strong, so I sent about uh, I sent about 50 uh, feet of it out to the, to the west coast out there for them to test, and uh, they'll have it in a day or two, and uh, they'll be testing that out there in the in the hangar. And uh, I've got a piece in my garage that I've cut and stretched out, and I'm trying to figure out how I can get the ends together uh, to suture it up because I'm gonna have to suture it and let me tell you this stuff this this netting will it'll get stuck and hung on anything don't wear anything it's got a button or a zipper or a belt or a shoelace uh or collar don't wear anything like that because this this material it will get hung on everything it even gets hung on itself so uh it's going to be real real difficult so so here's the here's the announcement i was going to make (coughs) We haven't forgot about getting the next balloon in. I mean, up, you know, everybody's been so good about watching our watching the balloons, and we've been keeping them in the air for the last two years. We've taken a step back here to try to take it a step further. And I don't want to launch a balloon that I know is going to come down that night. I don't want to do that. So we want to test the pressures, and we want to make sure that. We have a good margin in our pressures, and once we establish that, then 27 will go up in the air. Now, 27 has is, is got some features on it that the others haven't. We've, uh, uh, as in a, a previous flight, we've got redundant uh, solar panels at 45, uh, which picked up the, the sun almost from sun up to sundown. Uh, in addition to that, uh, these people sent me an experimental LiPo battery, which we tested and I showed on the show. And it actually did go down to about a minus 60 Celsius. So it's, it's right on the edge of the battery working and not working. Uh, and So we'll be running a battery on it. And we really want the battery to work because we'd like to see what's happening at nighttime. Uh, on this balloon, because at nighttime the pressure is going to get less and it could start coming down. And uh, How many
1: milliamps hours are those so, uh, cold temperature-like?
0: The, the, uh, the battery is 300, 300 milliamp. So on yeah. the ground, oh, on the ground at ground temperature, and that's not where we're flying, uh, I took them outside the other day and just the sun charged them. In a matter of a few hours, the sun, the sun completely charged it. And then I brought it in, and it ran the tracker, it ran the tracker, I think, seven and a half hours. Now, again, that is at warm temperature. So, again, it's gonna be reduced, uh, you know, at altitude. Can we get four hours at night? I don't know, but we really wanna see what this balloon is doing in the night when it cools. That will give us an indication of what to do. you know, Bill. You know, uh, when we first started flying, we always talked about six grams of lift, or eight grams of lift, or maybe three grams of lift. And I didn't really think about this, but these balloons we're building are so much larger. Six or eight grams of lift won't keep it in the air; it'll come down. And we're we're, we're talking like maybe eight percent lift. So you know, if we have you know, if 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 the balloon weighs, just say uh, say if the balloon weighs a thousand grams, what eight percent lift would be? I guess what 80, 80 grams, I think. So so you'd, you would have eighty grams of lift instead of eight grams. So I started having to think differently on these bigger balloons in percentage instead of just six eight six grams of lift or three grams of lift, and so forth. The problem is there's not a lot of experience with this so people don't know exactly how much lift we really need to stay up Uh, a couple of previous launches didn't have enough lift and they came down overnight so the secret here is to get the lift up high enough that it will stay up overnight but it won't pop the balloon and that's where we got to have that big safety margin uh, in pressure oh man I'm, I'm tired of th- even thinking about it so that, that's where I've been spending all my time right now uh, Bill so
1: Again, ga- uh, a lot of people are saying that your uh, YouTube feed is buffering on them
0: you too okay well I I have no idea why we're showing excellent connection here through our dashboard uh, to YouTube yeah, I just upgraded my uh, my network here, my home network from like 280 megs to 450 megs, but you know, uh,
4: based on what I'm seeing, it could be some kind of congestion on the internet itself.
0: It that? may be. I, I'm sure some people aren't buffering. I'm sure some people are buffering. That's just that's kind of what happens, you know, on the internet. Uh, okay. So that's kind of an update, guys, on uh, on uh, Dash 27. Just follow us on Facebook. Uh, again, uh, uh, everybody, uh, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, please join our Facebook group of 12,000 hams. It's called W5KUB. You'll get all this information there, so please do that. Also, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to our, our channel here, please hit the subscribe button. All right, so that's all the updates and things I've got. What else can we uh, talk about here? Let's see. Is, is, is we, we still got Jason with us, and Bill, you're there, and Katie. Uh,
1: I wanted to just mention yeah. that uh, if you remember, I talked about the Spring Equinox balloon flights that were uh, 14, 15 balloons from <clears throat> schools around the world uh, <clears throat> launched uh, to celebrate the uh, Spring Equinox, and they all were on those SBS-13 balloons. One of them is still flying, and it's been up since March 20th, two months ago, almost two months ago, uh, by the uh, KM4ZIA, uh, Jack McElroy, uh, a student out in Atlanta, and his sister is Audrey, KM4B-U-N, and they launched at midnight to avoid solar uh, heating effects, um, and so and it's been wildly successful. They've been around the world now, oh, gosh, five or six times. And they're currently over just north of North Korea. So um, that one's still doing great, and it's going around the world, and it's congested up with a couple others. Uh, there is a balloon that's been in the air for 110 days, launched from Seton Hall Prep School. That's an APRS balloon, but It was heard last night over Japan on its ninth lap around the world, and it's been up for 110 days. They just launched another one, and it's uh, in Europe now. So uh, that's Kilowatt Delta Two, Victor Golf Tango Dash 2 and Dash 3. So, um, and uh, a group in um, Ohio, w 8 T V Dash 1, and they uh, they were uh, launched a balloon that's also it was in Ireland along with two other balloons. They're all grouped together, so it's kind of it's kind of funny to see with all these numerous balloons and the vast you know distances of the ocean, and they're all grouped together right next to each other and launched from different parts of the country or the world, and they all tend to group together it's kind of interesting to
0: see I can just uh, imagine them bumping into each other up there getting tangled up man Uh, two of
1: them over Ireland uh, yesterday were within five miles of each other. one was launched from Canada and the other one was launched from um, New Jersey
0: hey let 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 me uh, mention this to uh, people people out there uh, that are having buffering problems if you go down to the bottom right of your uh, viewer you can click on that and you can change your resolution setting. And I don't know if you're at H D or whatever, but you can actually bump that down to three sixty P and still get a pretty good picture. That might stop some of your buffering. But uh looks like a lot of people are having buffering and it must it's more likely an yeah, internet issue, YouTube tonight? issue. Yeah.
4: But now you know Bill, what I'm concerned here is basically you're taking the ocean version of the Pacific trash pile and putting it at forty thousand feet.
1: That's it.
4: <laughs>
1: um, in fact, yeah. there's there's uh, like six of them flying over the Pacific Ocean right now, uh, as wow. we
4: speak. Yeah, and uh, Katie, you are going to have to do something with Dwayne. Uh, Tom, Dwayne Dwayne had a very good suggestion for your netting, uh, using the lunchroom lady hairnet material.
0: <laughs> well. I I, I mean, I'm that's, open that's for nice. any I'm open for any material that will stretch around this thing and hold it you know yeah. And and if you saw uh uh if you saw the video we did last week man I mean when this thing starts exploding it, the balloon didn't explode but yeah, uh, the, the the uh the, the net was popping pretty good Yeah
4: yeah, but the thing is, I'd almost be worried if you went with too thin or too light of a material that would actually start cutting into the balloon.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I'm, I'm concerned about that. Now, this new netting I've got here is 4-inch squares. Uh, the netting that we were using it was 2.4-inch. This is a lot larger squares. That should make it maybe lighter uh, if, if the thread was the same size. Uh we could probably go as large we might could go as large as one foot holes in the netting that that might hold the balloon okay. I feel pretty comfortable with the four inch square I, I like i mean the the yeah the four inch uh that black we were using it was it was two point four inch that was really nice, but uh, you yeah, know we got to keep trying until we hit the right perfect spot you know. All right. Okay. What else is going on here? Um, Somebody else jump in here. Whoa. Let's put Jason on the spot. Jason?
4: Yeah, it's his turn.
0: Yeah, it's your turn, Jason. Jason, you got the next five minutes.
5: (laughs) Five minutes, huh? Yep. Uh,
0: hmm. Okay.
5: Well, that whole balloon idea sounds kind of neat. Is it Is it better to launch a balloon, if I wanted to launch a balloon from down here where I'm at, would it be better to launch it, like, out in the country, away from the metroplex, or down on the beach, like, at sea level?
1: Well, uh, you're going to get a lot of onshore winds at the beach. Yeah. Uh, So you would be better off in the country. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, yeah, know, I mean, we. we Still day, nice calm day with mm-hmm. a few clouds. Uh, yeah. The one that is currently launched from New Jersey, the, the most recent one they did, mm-hmm. um, that's currently went across to Great Britain. Uh, it's in Europe now. Uh, I think of it, it's just about ready to arrive in Denmark, mark last I looked at it. Mm-hmm. So, um, that one, they w- launched it and it went through a cloud. It went up to 2,000 feet, got inside of a cloud, it wasn't a particularly big cloud, it wasn't solid overcast, and it came right back down and almost hit the ground uh, over the course of an hour, it came within three or 400 hmm. feet of the ground, hmm. and then the water evaporated as it hit sunlight, and it went back out, so the even... Uh, Big white puffy clouds. You probably don't want to go through. Well,
0: and we have uh, we've we've learned. You know, we've even launched uh, almost in rainstorms, and you don't do that. You know, we were we were uh, young and very naive when we started here. Okay, YouTube. Uh, YouTube is showing thirteen thousand plus outages in the last ten minutes.
5: Yeah, it's something going on with YouTube, because yeah. I was uh, poking around on my own channel trying to download some stuff, and it wouldn't let me do it.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's something some issues. You know, on. maybe, uh, you know, uh, let me check. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got 28,000 people watching right now, so that's probably causing a, an issue, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you well, know, it'll record
6: okay, fortunately. Yeah, Hopefully. yeah, it will. Yeah. Jason, if, that, if you're going to launch a balloon out there in the Metroplex, I would suggest going out to Lake Ray Hubbard. Uh, the southern, uh, uh, the southern dam. Uh, it's downhill for just about everything out there, and uh, you're you're going to be away from the most of the city heating.
5: I have and, a I have a piece of property about an hour and a half north of me where we go uh, deer hunting in the in the in the fall. I have year round access to it, and there's this big huge field in the middle of that piece of property with no trees, and it's um, in fact that that's where we you that's That's feel day 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 most so.
6: jason the, the, i think the issue I remember his yeah. I remember his call sign he uh he drove up to your uh your hunting property and did a youtube video of it and he right. referred to the cows next door as delicious <laughs> so jason <laughs> do you have since he didn't he
5: didn't ha- he didn't buy those but <laughs> I hope yeah no, not
0: do you happening. have uh do you have a building or anything there on your property
5: uh no we just have our beach trailers up
0: here well i was gonna say you, you you've got to put the gas in this balloon just you've got to just about be inside you can't do it outside ah, okay. because the wind if, if there's if there's a half a mile an hour wind it's going to move that balloon mm-hmm. and you just think you've got it hooked to a gram scale and you're trying to measure six grams Hmm. And the wind is blowing it around. You'll, you, it'd be almost impossible, I think, to get that in. So you'd need to really somehow, gas it, where the wind couldn't, touch it.
1: Jason, what city are you there? Um,
5: <laughs> Grapevine, right? I'm in Grapevine. <laughs> Grapevine in My brother lives in Grapevine. Yeah, I think you mentioned that when last streams. Yeah. Out
1: well, we did a. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the area, but it was south of Dallas, about 30, 40 miles south of Dallas. And, uh, we had a great clean super launch there where we launched 10 balloons, uh, at once there. And that was an excellent location.
5: What's what? Like Waxahachie or Hillsboro? Uh,
1: I'll, I'll tell you in a minute that okay. was, uh, there was a country club there and the, uh, uh. The region has got a uh, um, a private flying field and uh, but it's about forty miles south southwest of fort Worth
5: uh, oh um like weddeford Stephenville?
1: real real just south of stephenville
5: just south of Stephenville, okay okay yeah. hmm.
1: well, actually a little east but that was a great location right around there. Okay. All right, right,
0: we've we've got about 15 minutes before our slot on shortwave ends. Let me make a quick announcement here. Uh, If you're out there listening on shortwave, this is Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio, amateur radio. If you wonder what we've been talking about, you know, wild and crazy things here, we have a lot of fun being ham radio operators, and uh, some of us do more, uh, what's the word, more... uh, Funny stuff than others. The funny in is not the word. The word.
6: What what's in in, our, in each of our own ways? Yeah, in each of our own areas. areas you know we, we
0: you know. Anyway, so so this is about ham radio, and if you're out there listening, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. You can send it to Tom at w 5 kubcom Tom at w 5 kubcom Tell us where you are in the world, and how you're hearing the station. Line. I'll even send you a QSL card. All right. Well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
4: I don't know. I think I want to change my story.
0: What do you want to change it to?
4: Something that'll get me out. (laughs) The the bad thing is I don't think I'm going to be able to do field day this year. Why is that? Uh, Well, um, I can't really say other than that's an extremely busy time of the year. Oh. And And, uh, It's kind
0: of an all-hands-on-deck. Well, you mean even a weekend? They're going to make you work on a
4: weekend? It's quite possible, yes.
0: Yeah, just like FedEx, you know, during peak period. You know, that would be like Thanksgiving on to Christmas. Uh, That was a pretty much uh, uh, all-hands-on-deck type thing. But, you know, we we still had the weekends off. Uh, I think you might make it.
4: I'm going to try. You know, that's also the same weekend as the Huntsville uh, cat show. And oh. uh, it's, it's too soon for me to be going to a cat show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm
4: going to do that next year. So I'm going to try to get to field day this year, but not sure.
0: says so down, t- down detector just had 29,000 YouTube outages. So there's yeah. a lot of outages happening right now.
4: But, uh, Hey, it's Jason? kind of funny because uh, the hotel I stay at in Huntsville is literally just down the road from the the Huntsville Ham uh, Clubs Field Day.
1: Hey Jason, uh, that town is Granbury and Peacock oh. Plantation. That's the area where we launched. And that was uh, a great spot because when the balloons came down, we had uh, great farmland and rangeland to, to find things in. Although we did land one balloon one year in a, uh, a hunting preserve, a mm-hmm. private hunting preserve. and when our chase crew arrived at the uh, main gate, a fellow uh, greeted them, and we got permission to go on site, and he took them back in his uh, little all-train vehicle, and it was a hundred feet up in a tree, and he down for you. And he reached behind the gator, and and he pulled out a rifle, aims it, takes one shot, and he shot the payload string, and it all came falling out of the tree. Hmm. So it's a very good thing that the chase crew didn't trespass on that land. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) They chose wisely. They
1: chose very wisely.
6: (laughs) Yep. Oh, man.
4: Oh,
0: man. Oh, I'm about ready to get some popcorn or something here, guys.
4: I don't know. I'm in the mood for a peanut butter sandwich tonight. Well,
0: I might have that right before I have the popcorn, you know. You know, the uh, the show is always like Kathy explains the show here. This is my Friday night. Uh, I'm pretty busy up until tonight, but when it, when we finish tonight, Tomorrow's Saturday for me, man. I got Saturday. I got the weekend coming up tomorrow. so <laughs> I got
6: to yeah. go to work in the morning. Well, that's, that's nice for you, Tom. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've got a, I've got a very busy day tomorrow, so I'm going to go QRT. Yeah, okay. Hey, Mark.
0: It was great having you on tonight, and uh, we'll have you on again so if you fun. whenever you want to come on and talk to us uh, give us an update. Just let me know.
6: Okay, uh, maybe maybe I moved out or so. Yeah, uh, we'll give you an update dealer list by then, and uh, we'll talk it up again. Okay, yeah, sounds good, man. Uh, Tom, Katie,
3: and
2: Mark.
6: Take uh, uh, Mark
3: and Jason.
6: Come hang on just for
0: yeah. All right.
3: Come back,
2: come back, and just hang out with us.
0: <laughs> All, right. All right,
6: I will. So, right.
0: Katie, Katie, did I hear you say? Did I, okay. Katie? Did I hear you say that you and Dwayne might you're considering coming down to Huntsville?
2: Yeah, we've been looking at it. but oh, Certainly after after listening to Mark tonight, I'm like, I really want to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well,
1: we would love to see you there. It'd yeah. be a lot
2: of fun, and, you know, obviously with most of it being on the weekend, it's easier to work my time. I used up pretty much all my vacation time when I went on vacation, but I then I'll have earned a few more days, so could probably sneak in one extra day. And, yeah. Because, like I said, definitely want to stay and be able to go to the um, go to the Air and Space Museum there. Well,
3: a yeah. and
1: Which cat is to your right? That's
4: uh Rodan. Also well,
1: shadow. I saw Rodan get up and then uh, Katie's picture is just to the left of you on my screen oh. and and a black cat showed up on her lap and it looked like Rodan oh. when they went to Wyoming probably <laughs> two, seven,
4: four, <laughs> you know the cat and... can control these interdimensional yeah. 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 they control the internet
1: because it just sort of you cat disappeared and then all of a sudden it appeared on Katie's lap there
4: Oh man, I gotta catch the replay on that one. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I,
2: Buttercup was outside, and I let her in, and so I thought she might sit in my lap quietly for a minute. We don't usually let her in the shack. She's such a busybody, and you know, at you know, fifteen plus pounds, she wants to climb on everything where there's no room for her. And so, so I finally ditched her, and then then peek, then uh, can we keep my cat straight here? Downey wanted to come in. And then she got too busy, so I had to throw her out, too. <laughs> it's like cats. And I'm still wearing my dress from work, so I'm like, all right, I can't have these cats make it bright in my lap. I'm going to have scratch marks till yeah. next
4: week. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the one thing I do like about working at Amazon is it's all casual dress. I can wear T-shirts and jeans and just doesn't matter as long as it's not super scrappy stuff.
2: Yeah. Well... I'm um, government, so we try to dress nice during the day. Although Fridays, we wear our
1: jeans.
0: So Glenn, if I was <laughs> if I were you, I would insist they let you work at home.
1: Well, uh. <laughs> they have us working at home, and I I I can go to work, uh, you know, with my in your pajamas. My, you know, my uh, yeah,
4: that's your, too your much pajamas. there, yeah.
0: <laughs> in your pajamas.
1: I, I, yeah. I go with my pajamas. Yeah. yeah. yeah they do have rockets on them.
4: Yeah, there you go. Now I actually did that for a year <laughs> too. I mean, it it's rough going back to an eight to five role after working from home and sleeping in it as late as you want. You know, coffee pots just you know down the hall in the kitchen. Yeah, well, God. they
1: solve that because they have eight a.m. meetings that I have to get up for. So you know, I don't, I can't sleep in. That's the problem. But other than that, I, I Save two hours a day on commute time, so that's yeah. good.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but no, it, it's, I tell you, if you ever have to go back to it, getting up on a, you know, regimen and having to drive to work again and stay there all day, um, I had forgotten what it's like. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's different. It's, it's probably tough it's to get different. back.
4: Yeah. To
1: yeah. That. And I can take breaks and get on my ham radio and works in DX and um you know it's... I
4: do I do have to say I probably have the best boss in the world because my Amazon email address and it's all spelled out is KW5GP. Uh, no that is, that is my email alias at Amazon. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, we have a couple of hams in the in the tech group and they all saw that and they want their name changed. Mm. <laughs>
0: We're All right, good. we are getting really close to sign-off here on our shortwave station. Um, hey, I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. And, Katie, great to have you back. Uh, Jason, good to have you with us. Join us next week if you can.
5: Thank
0: you. Any last minute? Who hadn't, who hadn't, had, their, who hadn't had their five minutes tonight? Uh, let's you. look. Let's see Katie, I think everybody has.
4: Yeah. we pretty well filled it up for you. It's your turn now. You got to carry it for the next five
0: minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. I show's
4: can... got your name on it, bud.
0: I don't think I can do five <laughs> more minutes. Let me see if I can find something. Okay, so, <laughs> so here we go. We've got uh, here we go. We've got the Katie Allen show coming up.
3: <laughs> oh jeez.
0: <laughs> we've got we've got uh, just remind everybody. That all of our shows are on WBCQ out of uh, Monticello, Maine, on 7490. And I think it's uh, 50,000 watts. 50,000 watts up there. So uh, we're probably uh, being heard in a few places. Let's see what else we've got here. What day and
1: time does that come on?
0: It's uh, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on 7490.
1: Do you get QSL cards uh, sent to you from SWLs? The I, don't,
0: I don't have any, but I can get some if I need to reply. If they send it, you know, I, I'm not at the station, so if they send it to WBCQ and saying they heard the show, WBCQ will send them a card. Uh, if they, if they uh, email me, I have to send them a ham radio QSL card. I guess, I don't know.
4: You know, that's kind of an art that's faded a little bit, or <clears> hobby uh, yeah. I mean, that's faded as swl because there used to be just a ton of folks who would swl yeah.
1: I, I used to do that when I was in high school, <clears throat> HCJB, you remember that, yep, Keto, Ecuador, and Quito, Ecuador. Uh, Quito, Ecuador, yep. All the, uh, all the big stations I've, I've got cards from.
0: Yeah, you know, Radio Havana, Cuba, Radio Moscow, uh, uh, HCJV. um, That was the big ones, man, you know. There we go. Hey, guys, some of the people there on the show. Uh, Let's see. uh, uh, Podcast. I just got notified. You know, we started the audio podcast up a couple years ago. Uh, We kept getting the requests. People said, I'm driving across the country. I want to listen to the show so we actually i signed up for a podcast and it's costing a little money to put it on but you know it's no big deal uh but uh we we've got an audio podcast on uh, they just notified us we had our 10,000th download uh this Yay. week our 10,000th download and uh, we've got 100 episodes uh on our audio podcast out there so uh, it's doing pretty well i, I I, I wouldn't have thought people would be listening to the show but I guess uh I guess you've got truck drivers and people on vacation they'll will just tune in here. And yeah, we're on uh you know all the big ones iTunes uh Google Play iNet Radio. Uh I got a thing from SiriusXM the other day wanting to see if uh they could put us on SiriusXM. Um no. don't know if we'll do that one or not. That might be a little costly.
3: Probably,
0: yeah. Yeah. What I could do if if I could get on there in a time slot uh, next to Howard Stern, we might do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Uh, there's a shot. There's a shot of a uh, uh, our uh, future station right there, and uh,
4: future and past.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Wow. Put all that
4: heat I kind of like here. you know
0: I just reach up here.
4: Helicopters. Like
0: no, I'm right there. Turn turn that knob here right there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh
1: hey, show show them the real view.
0: The real view? A real view? Yeah.
1: There's
0: a real view. <laughs> There's a real view right there. <laughs> That's the real one. And let's see. Here's Studio A. There, here we are in Studio A, man. This is up in New York somewhere, I think. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. And then this is this is back in the uh, you know back in the control room oh, right yeah. here. Notice we are. They do have two monitors tuned into us. Those two monitors right here, they do have our show on those two monitors. That's uh, so we uh we we like that. Well, let's see. We can go down to where it's warm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or we can go down to where it's cold. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't want
1: that one. And if you want to look, no, at, if you away. want to
0: look at what goes on here, <clears throat> why I look so distracted sometimes. This is, this is the show's control central. This is why it's I get a little. Keyboards. This is why I get a little distracted oh. at times. You know, with playing with this and playing with that, or this or that, or you know and all the all the mises here you
1: know if elvis is still alive he might. Want to <laughs> yeah <We're>
0: yeah <laughs> all right so we're hey we're right. signing off we're right now it's 10 o'clock in short wave thanks okay. everybody for listening out there on short wave we really enjoyed having you tonight like that. see you uh see you next week what do you got there katie let me put you on katie <laughs>
3: I forgot to print it out, but I,
2: I I have this ready for our club meeting. So if anybody gets off topic, I just kind of hold this up. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. no. All right. All right. We will end tonight. We'll end tonight with uh, Glenn and Glenn and his cats. Here we go. Here we go.
5: So you're saying I can ask, ask this cat any question. The cat yeah. is connected to the
6: computer. computer. You just type in the, the question. It will read this display. All right, let's we'll see.
2: the answer,
6: Cole. I hope
5: so. You're the man. I've been looking for this for weeks.